Betches Media presents. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut Who is up, your man? Listen. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And if you're just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news brought to you by your funniest, most well-informed friends. Which is us. It's us. It's us. It's, it's, the, it's us. It's us. The two of us. I love our little Friday show. Me too. The Friday show is just, it's chill. Yeah. Especially because like now in the Biden era, like there's not back-breaking news every other, other hour. So mm-hmm. Fridays are fun again. Fridays are fun again. The only thing about Fridays is that like, <laughs> I try not to talk to you before we do this <laughs> so oh, that we you? like you. I didn't well, notice. Sorry. I've been harassing no, no, no. you all morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually haven't been, but like normally I'd be like, Oh my God, did you see this? Oh my God, did you see this? Oh my God, did you see this? But now I'm like, now I'm like, Oh, I'll want to save it. Oh my God. Have I just like existed every Friday thinking you were like mad at me? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <kidding. laughs> totally kidding. For, for what it's worth. <laughs> Yeah, that'll then in the future, if I ever am, I'll just be like, no, it's just the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to touch on Joe Biden's plans to address COVID once he enters office, Donald Trump sabotaging the Georgia runoffs, and Ivanka Trump in hot water over inauguration. But first, Sammy, I have a very important question for you. So last night, the New York Young Republicans evidently held their secret annual gala at an undisclosed location. Where do you think would have been the most on-brand place for them to have it. Do you know where they had it? No. Okay, I just found out. And the answer is incredibly rewarding, but first I want you to guess. I mean, my my first guess is like the Trump Soho or something like seriously, uh, you know, that no one would go to except them. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, maybe it would be more of like a douchey finance bar. So I asked Avi where would like douchey finance Republicans go? And he was like, I don't know like where specifically Republicans would go. <laughs> but somewhere I so there's one place that he he used to go a lot that it sounded like it was like douchey people, monkey bar. Oh yeah. I've heard of that. That was on Sex in the City. Yeah, there's a place where it's like, you would never say Republicans go there, but like, you know the vibe when I ask. There's a vibe. Yeah, like like leather chairs, like AOC said, and like wooden paneled walls and like a lot of burgundy. Yeah, yes. Or a place like, I don't know, the first thing that came to my mind was like the Ainsworth. Because there's like- Oh, you're thinking younger. I'm thinking younger. I'm thinking like, not necessarily gala quality, but like- where would young Republicans hang out? Where- I'm thinking like the Harvard Club, like you know what I mean, like yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. like that. That's I'm where not they normally do like, it. I'm not thinking like bounce level because that's like a little bit too rowdy. I'm thinking more people who take themselves a little too seriously. Okay, so Sammy, they had it in Jersey City. What? <laughs> Listen, I love Jersey City. Jersey City just has like a. A reputation to it that I wouldn't say necessarily fits, but that reputation is there and it's just so funny. Did they cut the budget? Oh, is it because there's only a certain amount allowed in New York? Okay. okay. Possibly, but this still, their gathering still did violate the guidelines in Jersey. I'm sure. 
Yeah. Okay. So where in Jersey City? Do we know the venue? Um, yes. Let me tell you a little bit about the background of this event. So Sarah Palin was originally supposed to show up and then she, to give like the keynote address, she canceled her flight last minute because of COVID concerns. Oh, wow. That's brave. So it was at the Maritime Park, park with a C in Jersey. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Have I been there? No, I, but I've heard of it. It looks exactly like you would expect like here. So it, Matt right. Getz filled in for Sarah Palin. He flew which, up from Florida and he didn't quarantine. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying, which is honestly kind of like he is a young Republican. Yeah, he is. Did Tiffany go? What's happening with their romance? Do you, do you know? I don't know. But Sammy, like this is gross, but Matt Getz absolutely got laid last night. Like looking at the oh, pictures. Totally. Wait, yeah. I need to see pictures of Matt Getz. Yeah, he's there with 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 ladies hanging all over him. Okay, let's be real. Like he's a congressman and they're young Republicans. If you're a young Republican woman and you want to like hitch your wagon to somebody and who's he has gonna... the antibodies, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a good... what a catch. <laughs> That's totally how they like justified it. Like they were Yeah. yeah. That's that's the only reason why they invited him was because he already had COVID. <laughs> Yeah. No, but that's how like the girls who were trying to hook yes. up with him, they're like, well, he has the antibodies. So yeah, yeah that's, ugh. I was, I had read that it was originally maybe going to be held in Chelsea, which is where I live. And I was like, oh my God, Matt Getz might be in my neighborhood. I want to walk around because, you know, we've talked about this. It's a fantasy of mine that I like run into some heinous politician and like go viral for harassing them. Like, yeah. I would love that. That's my dream. I fantasize about it all the time. So you wanted it to be at the Ainsworth. <laughs> I wanted it to be at the Ainsworth. This morning we took um, Morty to his acupuncture and we walked by oh. and I was like looking. We must talk about how um, Morty's back is. How Morty's is he doing? doing great. Yeah. I ran through it yesterday. He's fine. We went this morning just for another another checkup. But this morning I saw the cutest thing. There was a a woman wearing an Elizabeth Warren sweatshirt who had a new puppy named Joe Biden. And it was the most beautiful, like the cutest display of, of progressive unity I'd ever seen. That is beautiful. That is the Biden coalition. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Just dog owners. Wait, I noticed this morning we're both wearing our we um, Shop Betches merch. I love Look So Sammy is wearing a blue tie-dye sweatshirt that says Buy Don. We've actually been trying to get this sweatshirt for like a ton of questions months. about this. Oh, really? What were people yeah. asking? Where's that sweatshirt from? Oh, dope. It's so comfy. It's really yeah, it is very cute. comfy. I love it. Yeah. Um, I just posted it. So it's on our Instagram stories and you can swipe up. It's definitely like the inauguration fit for sure. Yeah. And I am wearing our Biden Harris one. Right. The Biden Harris thirsty sweatshirt. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So let's run through some virus related headlines today. Yesterday, the United States recorded. 2,857 deaths from COVID-19. That is the second highest daily death tally since the start of the pandemic. And we are still in that lag period after Thanksgiving where the cases that people acquired over Thanksgiving probably aren't going to show up for maybe another week or two. Amid this, some calming news. Joe Biden has tapped his coronavirus team. He asked Dr. Anthony Fauci to obviously stay on as the director of the Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. I saw a lot of news made about this story, but I was like, what was he going to, like, he's been in that job for decades. What were they going to do? Let him go? Right. I also read that he said, like, yes, immediately. I love that. Because Biden also asked him to be his chief medical advisor. I'm not sure if anyone has ever held this role in the Trump administration. Is that what Scott Atlas was? Or was he just, like, hanging around? Oh, 
you know, that actually might've been Scott Atlas's job, but I feel like, I don't know. They made up, they made up like all the jobs there. So. Right. Right. The doctor around the president all the time was just Scott like Atlas. the lackey, just someone else who would lie for him. Like <laughs> yeah, liar. Number one, <laughs> literally Dr. Spichemin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Biden also says he plans to ask Americans to wear a mask for at least the first 100 days of his presidency. Keyword ask. It remains unclear if Joe Biden as president could implement some sort of mask mandate, but he says he's going to ask. And I mean, I know a lot of people are saying, what about a mandate? But consider this is going to be compared to a president who has not once recommended masks, has not endorsed masks, has not said anything positive about the concept of wearing masks. So this is definitely a Plus. I think it was a good, I think that was smart because it's not like, because I think a lot of people's concerns are like, oh, this is going to be forever. Like now they're trying to take control of us. But I think that when he puts it in like this digestible, we're all in this together for this hundred days. I think that that is like, I'm like, that's, that was smart. Uh, yeah. It is because it does allow people, it does preserve that thing that people feel very strongly about, which is personal responsibility, like trust Americans to to make their own choices. But I think it does make a difference that the actual president is saying, please do this, I'd like you to. Right. This, this comes as plans to distribute the vaccines are heating up. Though yesterday, Dr. Fauci, he threw some shade on the UK's approval process, saying that they hadn't vetted the vaccines as much as US regulators have, which is not the afternoon tea you want. Why do you think he said this? I, I thought this was kind of unusual. Every now and then, Dr. Fauci will say something kind of surprisingly off the cuff. Um, I think that's because he's an honest guy. And I think that, like, I don't think he would say it if it didn't um, mean something. Like, if it wasn't mm -hmm. worth saying, I don't think he would say it. Or, you know what, maybe he just, you know, maybe it slipped out. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I hearing this, they are going to be, I believe, the same vaccines, or at least one of them is the same. Um, I know the UK has like the maybe AstraZeneca one that that I'm not sure we're looking at as quickly, but I guess it does give me comfort. Like, okay, we're even safer than if I lived in the UK, I would feel c pretty comfortable. I wouldn't doubt my public, my regulators. It would never would have occurred to me until he said this. Right? Maybe they won't find out. <laughs> Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. Yeah. Just the ones that listen to this show. Yeah. Do with that information what you want, Brits. Right, right. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using Pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. 
They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash fever dream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash fever dream. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash fever dream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Another set of stories about politicians flouting their own COVID guidelines. And I basically want to talk about how to talk about this today. So Even after months of warnings that violating your own COVID-19 guidelines would result in inevitable public shaming, numerous politicians are still being caught gathering against their own warnings. We mentioned on this podcast that Gavin Newsom, California governor, had rubbed elbows at a lobbyist's birthday in Napa at the upscale French laundry restaurant. It was kind of just that that set of words that made it so bad that it was literally rubbing elbows with a lobbyist at the French laundry. But then one day later... San Francisco Mayor London Breed attended another private birthday party at the same restaurant. Her first birthday party at the restaurant, I assume, but another birthday party. This one was an eight-person birthday party, which I'm like, okay, but to celebrate somebody's 60th birthday. Uh, I just don't understand why is it so hard for them to not host, like, indoor gatherings when they're the ones making the regulations. Yeah, I should be – so. London Breeds, the party she went to, she did not violate any of the regulations. So whether it was inside or outside, and she has said that. So she's declined to apologize, but it's called the criticism fair. Her defense is that she dined within the regulations when California cases were low and that she did it because she wanted to support local businesses, which fair. I think that's a good reaction, but at the same time, like if you are a political leader, of a city at during a pandemic, I do feel like you have a little bit of extra responsibility to just, just be extra careful and maybe not do like leisurely things. You know, I'm not suggesting like hiding it, but like, if you want to see this person for their 60th birthday, maybe just do that one-on-one. Yeah. And I know that all restaurants are not even fancy restaurants. They have small margins. It takes a lot to be profitable. But if you really want to support local businesses that are struggling, I don't know. I just think there are places you could have chosen that aren't like the fanciest restaurant in the country. Do you think the issue is the fact that they are like in fancy elitist places? Or do you think it's the fact that they're breaking the laws or or just not being good examples in those places? I think it's an unfortunate confluence of two things that have really actually nothing to do with each other for in terms of like the harm they could cause, but just add to the 
the perspective that politicians are in the swamp and they're oblivious to like everyday concerns. Well, I just, I started thinking about this like in general lately that all the presidents are at each other's inaugurations, like because of their families, like Mm -hmm. a lot. (laughs) And I find that to be like, okay, so what that means is that with the exception of, let's say the Obamas, like the top of American politics has just been like a group of friends kind of. Yeah. And and then it's sort of like, okay, but that's really everything once you get to like the upper echelon of society. Like, mm-hmm. and I wonder like what safeguards can you put in place that make it, I don't know, just less so that everyone's in each other's pockets and like, I don't right. know. Yeah, that's a good point. And then we wouldn't have to look at all of these things and and just consider them for what they are rather than like, okay, but who was she at dinner with and who was he at dinner with and then indicting them for that too. Right, because it's it it just sort of contributes to this feeling of like, okay, there's a bunch of people at the top, and they all know each other, and they all are looking out for each other. I but think that's they don't what it is, yeah. actually care about anybody else, and that's the the image that's created by a bunch mm-hmm. of socialites gathering at the most exclusive restaurant in California. Yeah, and that's what you're saying is what I've heard from people that live in California who have responded to when we've posted about this or DM'd us like, yeah, now everybody's seeing what we've always known about Gavin Newsom or the virus transmission is like, it's a probability game. I understand people, I don't think it's super productive to do too much shaming because people have to get out. They have to, they have to. And if we're gonna shame them, I think about, you know, imagine like if you, had your kids going to daycare and everybody had to stop going to the daycare because one kid got sick because their parent, the family had traveled and the family maybe had to admit that that's what happened. I would rather that family tell me and tell the place where my kids are or a place where I'm going, feel safe enough to do that because they wouldn't get shamed, that they're going to be transparent. And I just worry that the reactions and the I don't want to call it vitriol because I don't even think that's unearned, but just the tension around this topic, I think is not always productive and is not always, does not always promote safety in very specific examples like that. Well, I think, yeah, yes, completely agree with that. But I also think that it, it comes coupled with on the, the tale of four years of cancel culture as it's called and it just sort of becomes like oh another thing that people can get shamed for so people don't take don't realize this is not the same as like something stupid that people get canceled for and i'm not saying like racist comment i'm not including like racism or anything like sexual Mm -hmm. harassment in that category but i'm saying people have been canceled for kind of silly things a long time ago yeah or yeah and And I think that it sort of just gets grouped in with like, oh, you're canceling me. You have another thing you can cancel me for. But it's actually really not that. It's a completely separate thing that is is better for everybody, including the person who's violating the regulations, especially the person who's violating the regulations because they are ultimately putting themselves at the most risk. But so I think that it's it just becomes kind of grouped in with this culture of shame that we've promoted. And for that reason, people don't like actually evaluate it as its own thing. It just becomes, Mm -hmm. oh, everyone gets shamed and everyone's sick of being shamed. So they're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I want. Yeah. I think the past four years have just gotten us really trigger happy with cancellation. And rightly, there's been a lot of really dangerous things, but I feel like it's given the impression that all of these things fall into the same category as if there's like one spectrum and you have Donald Trump 
and COVID deniers on one end, and you have London breed on the other end, but it's, it's not the same spectrum. These are not different severities of the same offense. They're different. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to recalibrate our, our reactions to things, I think, in order to have a productive next few years. Um, and I think that's, that's the big conversation, right? How to, how to resist from the outside without compromising the work that is actually being done on the inside. Right. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and a of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Okay, we are back. Sorry if I sound different. I had some audio issues, so I will be finishing the show like this. Let's end today with some Trump news. So earlier this week, you might have seen that Donald Trump gave an insane 46-minute speech to no audience on Wednesday. He said all the normal shit, but like even worse, if you can imagine that. he It's really looking like Trump's insistence that mail voting was rigged or all voting was rigged at this point. Looks like it will suppress Republican turnout in the Georgia Senate runoffs. He has obviously resisted mail-in voting for a long time, but in his last-ditch efforts to try to steal the election in Georgia, has made false claims about the voting machines. In any event, Donald will travel to Georgia this week for rallies in honor of Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, who are running in the runoffs on January 5th. I mean, what's going to happen with this race? 
I'm just hoping that he really does suppress it with his like stupid videos. I mean, you know that his star is fading when like no one cares about his stupid 46 minute video. And even though he says like more extreme things every time, like it's still not getting any attention because the votes have been certified. No one cares. Right, exactly. Even his own Justice Department. So there's this wild story this morning that a Trump official, a couple months ago, they hired the Trump administration, basically quietly installed somebody in its own Justice Department to sort of listen to conversations about election fraud, see what they were talking about, if they were going to do anything about it. She's reportedly been pestering and pressuring staffers to give anything that she could back to her boss. And they finally founded her out and she's banned from the building. She's not allowed in. Um, I saw this morning Trump gave her a new job, like overseeing some very strange, some very like niche department. Uh, her name's Heidi. She's a close ally of Stephen Miller's and was specifically installed in this role. I just would love, this would be such a funny mini series. They are such stupid criminals. It's actually quite impressive. Yeah. It's like for how many crimes they've gotten away with there. It's really just like, they're the luckiest dummies. Yeah. Because they never are held accountable for all the terrible crimes they commit. None of their crimes are good. But it's also just a little annoying because like you create this pointless chaos and all it does is just create chaos and and build mistrust and just kind of break down what we have. And it's like, it's really very, it's very frustrating because it's like, it's, I envision like just a flailing you know when Kill Bill, when Elle gets her eye poked out and she just flails around the room destroying everything? That's how I envision yeah. the outgoing Trump administration. 100%. That's absolutely what they're doing. Um, another Trump story. So Ivanka Trump is publicly denying the inaugural committee misused funds to enrich the Trump family. So Sammy, I saw you address this on morning announcements. Can you break down what's going on here? Yeah, so basically the Trump inaugural committee it's very normal for inaugural committees to collect donations from supporters. They're technically, I believe like they count as like a nonprofit though. So they're not supposed to like misappropriate donor funds. Like you're supposed to try to get the lowest price for everything. You're supposed to like cut costs. You're not supposed to be skimming off the top because these are donors, donor money. So basically what they, what the DC attorney general is alleging that they did is basically gouge the price of the DC hotel for the inaugural weekend. And specifically that they charged for the use of a ballroom and food and beverage in the ballroom that was not used like really as much as, as they're claiming it was used. Okay. So Ivanka was deposed in this case on, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday. And for several hours, she claimed she's innocent. And then yesterday she tweeted out an email being like complaining about how this, she was deposed by like the Democrat AG. And she copied and paste, she put in a screenshot of an email where she is telling the DC hotel, I guess, to charge a fair market rate. Then the DC attorney general claps back with more tweets and is like, well, this email from Stephanie Winston Walkoff, who wrote that Melania me and me book, who was in charge of the inaugurate of planning the inauguration. He shows an email where she says that it was that they were charging too much. So, and that, that was based. So he says essentially that this is a crime because you're misappropriating funds and I mean, when you think about it, it's so ridiculous because in what situation is the inauguration committee charging the president that's getting inaugurated's own hotel 
for yeah. rooms and and resources, why wouldn't they charge less money? Right. Like if I'm charging my inaugural committee for my own hotel rates, I'm going to charge as little as possible that I that I'm not losing money. What the Trumps normally do, which is like just I mean, Ivanka, she said fair market rate, not slightly less than fair market rate or okay. Fair market rate for a Chanel bag is several thousand dollars. But does it cost that much to make a Chanel bag? You could in theory say, oh, this Chanel bag belonged to the Queen of England, so its fair market rate is $100,000 instead of $3,000. Fair, fair market rate, like, there's a range of what's fair. It's not like one thing is the price. Mm -hmm. Like, so they're saying our fair market rate is this very expensive fair market rate. <laughs> right, right. They're charging Chanel prices for a La Quinta quality experience. A hundred percent. So that's what happened there. I was proud of Stephanie because she really does. When she came out with that book, I was like, girl, do you really have the receipts? And she does. She does. So good for Stephanie. Yeah, that book was great. Maybe we can interview her. The whole thing is obviously very interesting because she seems like another one of these people who just like gets caught up in their world. And I don't want to say like, oh, anyone who gets caught up with them is definitely entirely innocent from for, for that reason. But yeah, I mean, they yeah. chew people up and discard them and expect you to get along with their crimes and then take the responsibility for the illegal behavior, essentially. So, Right, right. We don't always share our agenda with some of those Trump people, but occasionally we do have the same agenda. And, and this is one of those cases. That's our show today. Sorry for the sound issues. What are you doing this weekend, Sammy? Um, nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Same. I'm being patriotic and I'm doing nothing. Right. I'm just like, wait, I'm literally, I'm doing nothing. I have no plans. You know what my plan is? My plan is that tonight I'm making, I got a food processor on Black Friday. And I'm making baby egg rolls. Oh, delightful. Like I'm going to wrap the egg rolls and, you know, fry them. That sounds very meditative. Well, well, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.